After your workout lane. Yeah, that's right. Great. <laughs> Where are we at? You're sober now, what? You're sober now, what? This is my friend, Lane Kennedy. This is my friend, Tamar Medford. And this is our friend, Daniela Kovac. <laughs> Tamar, what happened? <laughs> I plead the fifth. Okay. You lost it there. <laughs> Oh my god! And this is our friend Daniela Kovac. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Awesome. Okay, you know what the problem is? The seat squeaks so much. I can't actually hear it. Oh, you can't? No. But now we're gonna be able to. <laughs> Can you hear it? No. Oh, this is great. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Today we're talking about fun. We're talking about having fun. If you're watching us, uh, I'm on my bike. I've realized that I'm not exercising enough. And so I've committed to being on my bike at least three times a week. And it's actually fun for me. So this kind of goes with our theme today of fun and play. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you have not subscribed or shared this podcast, I want to encourage you to do that. Yeah. And the working out thing, I mean, that is something I think that you have to make fun because if you oh. make it fun, then you'll actually do it. Right. Oh, the whole reason I got this bike mm -hmm. was for fun. It wasn't for like exercise. I have these, <laughs> I have these really great fun memories of my earlier recovery when I was like six or seven years sober and I had a bike and I would, I was a cyclist. Like I literally was a cyclist had a, a road bike yeah. and I was a spin instructor and oh. I would just like go into the zone yeah. that zone that's the best feeling and it's <sighs> true and I think once you get there then it'll be fun like yeah. now I work out I don't know I got rid of my bike because it wasn't the greatest but I do work out and I just love getting into that headspace and yes. I, that's where I do my thinking my processing. I only hey, sometimes I'm answering emails while I'm doing my workout and I'm just kind of getting the stuff done, but it's a good place to be. So yeah, no, it can, it feels great. I don't know if it's so fun, good. but it feels fucking great at the end, you know, fucking great. I can swear. <laughs> and I like it. Cause I can like pause for a minute and like, okay. Yeah. It's like, what is that called? Hit or not? Like you go and then you interval training, interval training. Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm winded already. See, we can encourage um, you too. It's like, go faster, Lane. Come on, let's get that sweat on. <laughs> See, I can oh be a trainer. <laughs> Danielle, you're sober 12, 13? I can't remember. It'll be 12 years in July, July 7th. Yes. Yeah, you're living the, you're like living the life. I love it. Oh. I know. It's so good, right? It's great. Uh, for me, like, uh, you know, I'm sure some of you know my story. Like, I think you both know my story. Yeah. Yeah. Like my you know, active addiction, my experience with my alcoholism in, in addiction to drugs as well. It wasn't just alcohol for me, was messy, was ugly, was traumatic. So when I hit my bottom, which really was like life or death, when I was able to come out of it and experience my uh, experience recovery and realize like, holy shit, I can change my life. You know, I've been on this ride ever since and just so grateful for for all of it, you know, life is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So I have a question. So Lane and I, this month's topic is on fun and play. Right. Yeah. And I think as you know, I had discussed on one of the episodes about, I thought like when I stopped drinking, that's it, life is over. I'm never going to have any fun again, but I had a lot of fun before then too. Like not my, you know, my story, there's a lot of dark parts, but I did have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you experience some of that? And what was that? What did fun look like to you before you became sober? <laughs> it was so messy. <laughs> I mean, it was so messy. It was so messy. I was like sleeping with people. I, I just like, you know, stealing things and making a lot of money and like buying. I was like, buy everybody in the bar drinks, right? Like 
just so messy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, but it was fun though. I mean, it was fun because I remember one time going down to the dinosaur conference and like taking off my clothes at the pool. That was really fun for a moment. And then I came out of a blackout and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Those blackouts. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm a bit different. Like I'm non-unconventional in the ways that I kind of like search for fun or what I consider fun. You know, I was never a partier in a sense that I enjoyed going to parties. Let's say prior to my drinking, I wasn't one of those, you know, in high school and so on. I kind of like a little bit more like intimate settings, more conversations one-on-one you know, but then when I drank, yeah, I enjoyed the company and enjoyed the socialization, you know, socializing, I enjoyed all the conversations I was having, but yeah, no, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, party hard, let's say, <laughs> but I did, don't get me wrong. Yes. There was drugs involved, you know, cocaine and booze and being up for a couple days, but, but okay, the cocaine was yeah. so good. <laughs> right. Right. It's my fave. But you know what? That drip that situation. Oh, Remember that? Oh, oh. No. yeah. And listen, I will say I had, I did have a lot of fun at times. You know, there are those moments that I had those great connections, those great conversations, you know, and you just like, okay, what about the connection? With a total stranger, like at the after hours club, you know, <laughs> like the connection when you're on, on MDMA or ecstasy. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to touch your hair. I can feel I don't even so know you, good. Dude. Yeah, I don't even know you. And I'm like touching your hair. Like so weird. <laughs> but you know what? Some of those moments are great. But again, listen, then the bad stuff kind of kicks in, which just totally, you know, makes all the good shitty, right? Like it just got really bad and the good stuff disappeared. And I think that's what it's all about. You get that great high once and we're trying to chase it, you know, the whole time. And then, oh, by the end of it, it was just really ugly, messy. Ooh, just, yeah, just, yeah, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> so think about now. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> I, I can't imagine walking up to you, Danielle, and being like, oh, I love your hair right? Like sober. Even if I love your hair. I mean, I, I'm kind of quirky in that regard of like, um, I get like kind of clo- like sometimes I lose the space between people and I'll be like, I really dig that button. And I'll be like zeroed in on the button, you know, but I'm not creepy like that. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to go in with that glazed eye look. Of course. Oh my God. That was quite a time. I'm I'm so glad that I don't do that anymore. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, no. I that's not fun. It came, you know, after I got sober and I just realized as I was, you know, moving through my sobriety and becoming myself more and more and realizing who I am at my core, at my essence, I'm definitely, um, I wouldn't say an introvert. I'm like an in-between depending, but I really need to be in my comfort zone to be at my most crazy, you know, fun, whatever. If I in any way feel threatened or it's just I'm in a space that just doesn't allow me to be that way. And then I'm just like, just totally closed off, you know? But I think I was always socially awkward, socially, you know, having social anxiety. I remember back in high school, I was just, you know, I was one of the outsiders, the alternative crowd, smoking in the smoking section, playing hacky sack. I didn't go to the parties, didn't, definitely not hanging out with the popular people. So I think it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm who I am today is exactly who I was when I was a teenager, you know, that person, like the true, you know, yeah, I am, I am myself 100%, right. But, uh, but yeah, (laughs) but I love it and I enjoy it and I love my solitude and I love my space that I've created. It's just so beautiful over here, you know? So, you know, back on, uh, time takes time, you talked about, being really committed to your life and your son and having fun with travel and um, being really committed to teetotaler wines and and building your company. And uh, so I want to talk, I get into like what we think is fun, but then somebody else may not think it is fun. Um, you know, like knitting. I'm like, I'm not a knitter. That's not fun for me. (laughs) But some people like, Oh, I got to go home and knit. I love it so much. You know, and I aspire to be that knitter who get who gets the groove on. So I want to kind of like let's 
let's think about, or let's talk about how, um, how addiction, how our, um, obsession, uh, gets, gets involved with our fun, right? Because for me, for a long time, um, I got into the online world of business and I was obsessed. I was like, this is so much fun. And people would be like, why are you so, why are you doing those masterminds? Why are you going to Thailand? Why are you doing all that? But it was so fun for me, right? So let's talk about like those kind of experiences uh, and share like what that looks like in our daily lives. Tamar, what do you think? (laughs) So I'm, I love how you said you're both introvert, extrovert for, first of all, because I was just told that's what I was too. And what I've learned is I actually turn to things like sugar sometimes to come out of my shell. So I still in my sobriety, if I'm in that place where I'm like, okay, there's lots of people here, I will purposely eat something that has sugar in it so that I can like come way out of my shell. And then I'm the life of the party again, right? Just like I used to, but the fun to me too, I will, when I started, when I became an entrepreneur, I was like, this is amazing. Like I'm going to record all these podcast episodes. I'm going to do all these interviews. I dove a hundred percent into it because I actually love doing it. And then of course I'm like that shiny object person. And I'm like, Oh look squirrel. And I have to try that too. But I think that for me, fun is anything that aligns with what I really want to accomplish in life, right? That, but I, I have a hard time when to draw the line and stop. Um, it's usually I smash into that wall and I say smash because I don't, you know, I'm getting better at slowing down, but it's like I hit the wall. I'm like, okay, let's slow down for a minute. We'll go again. But like, I think it's fun to be at home and binge watch Netflix at night when I don't often get a time to like, just chill out right? I think it's fun to wake up in the morning early and create, right? I think it's fun to just go out for dinner and have a conversation one-on-one with someone. And like, you're just, you're just there the whole evening chatting away. Like it's different for me now. Tamara's up at like six o'clock in the morning, sending me emails about work. That's fun. Four. I'm you're up at four. four. Oh my God. Okay. Four, so I'm four, not four. that extreme. Maybe I, maybe Yeah. Maybe, maybe when I was 10 or 12 or 15, maybe, I think maybe I'm just old now. Like I need my sleep. No, but if you are, listen, if that's how you can, Hey, I wish I could, you know, I've tried to kind of shift it. I was waking up at five 30 recently, just a little bit, but, uh, I'm at my best at four, four 30 shit. I was waking up at three, uh, there for a while when I had the both jobs going. So it's just how my brain is. It's like, I wake up in work mode, like I wake up in that mode. The second I, I bounce out of bed, I never press snooze. I'm awake. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I need my coffee. But I'm just like in this work mode, you know? And then, but I will say by three o'clock, I'm done. Like just, you know, I, I once dinner's cooked and I cook dinner, like I'd say three, four, four o'clock, five, the absolute latest, then I'm done. I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm on my couch. I want to chill. I want to turn off the brain and just like, yeah. <laughs> so those are my hours and I fall asleep like 8 9 o'clock yeah me too yeah you're in bed early yeah okay so that that's okay so that makes up some time because I go to bed at 10 10 and I'm up at six o'clock for my practice and then I'm out of the bed at seven meanwhile I have three emails at least and a chat or a text from tomorrow <laughs> but do you think that the obsession right? Around career, around building this great life now that we're in recovery and living. It's like, we're not living a day at a time of like, I can't drink anymore. Now it's like, I'm living my best life, right? We're creating our best lives. Do you think that is now a part of the addiction for you? Possibly. Yes. At times I've, I've been going through and learning about myself lately. Cause yes, for a while there, what happened was for me is that, yeah, previous podcast that, you know, we t- talked about is when I had that moment, um, where I realized that I was capable, right. I'm like, Holy shit. Like up until I got sober, I did nothing like, yeah, I had my son, whatever, but I was just existing, doing a regular job, had no ambition, nothing. There was just, uh, you know, I was just living. There was nothing to it. Right. Once I realized that I was able to quit drinking and I was capable, I'm like, holy shit. 
like, wait, what else can I do with life? And I went to university, I signed up for university and that was massive. Like that was a huge fear of mine because up until that point, I never felt that I was intelligent. I didn't feel that, you know, I had anything to offer others. Um, but anyway, went to university and I just, you know, I started university not knowing how to write an essay. And here I went on to graduating and having professors tell me that I could be published. So again, it's like step by step. It's like, wow, I can do this. Wow, I can do that. I can do that. And then that high that I get from accomplishing these things by writing that paper, by, you know, passing that test, by graduating my BA, um, you know, when I enrolled the master's, I'm like, shit, let's see if I can do it. I got in, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do that. Like, I just went for it for the piece of paper. Like, to me, yes, I do get high now off of setting these goals for myself and seeing what I can accomplish. But I think, hey, you know, if it's got to be one or the other, why not, right? And I think, but I will say that just recently, just this week, I've come to realize that this is not necessarily a good thing. I'm not allowing myself to just be. I have become so, um, uh, what's the word? So um, used to doing, creating, completing, accomplishing, setting goals um, that I do not know how to be still anymore. So that is the next thing. And yes, you know, so I was just speaking before we went on. I'm like, listen, I kind of, this will be the last podcast for a little bit. Um, I need to kind of step back behind the wines, you know, again, and I need to get away from being in just kind of like doing the bare minimum and allowing myself to just be, you know, like just <laughs> the hardest journey in, in sober life is just being. Because if I may, I want to add, because I was watching, um, you know, scrolling through Instagram, because I'm always on Instagram because of, you know, teach older wines, but um, a friend of mine shared this uh, video and forgive me, I don't know the name of this celebrity that was speaking but how this person finds their value within their doing and that if they don't do and they're just being that there's no value there's they're not good enough to just be and that when he said that it clicked and i'm like Fuck, is that it is that what it is that's and the problem it does because i have this thing so when I used to drink, I was a binge drinker. So when I used to be good and not drinking, I was quite productive. The house was clean, the car, the bills were paid. I did all this stuff. When I would binge drink, it would be like a disgusting mess for a few days, right? House so would collapse. I learned, and I learned, yeah, like I learned that when I'm doing, I'm at my best. So I think now it's time to, okay, we got to like check this out. <laughs> You know, I think I've done a lot. Be proud. I am proud, you know, but I think it's time for me to kind of just step back and say, okay, just, just rest for a bit, you know, but yeah. And this is where the Now What Academy comes <laughs> into play. <laughs> there is something, there was so much value that you just shared right there, Daniela. It's, it's, it's uncanny to me uh, to see sober women, to coach sober women to, uh, to be on this journey, right. With all of, the, all of these women. And this is such a common, common thing of this doing, like being validated by the things that we do. And sometimes those things are not even good for us. Sometimes those are the things that irritate us, right. Making somebody's lunch every day. Right. Yeah. But that doing inevitably makes us feel like a mother or important or adds to our being, right? right, Like the makeup of who we are, our identity. And so this idea that you're going to like step back and just be in your life and watch and be like a passive observer is brilliant. I mean, that is kind of, that's where we talk about emotional recovery. That's yeah. when we start to get into like the long, the long path of recovery. That's what I talk a lot about. Yeah, I feel, and, um, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But it's not, it's not, um, there's like an awakening process to it and not everybody finds it or they don't find it until they're 20 years sober and they're ready to kill themselves. 
Exactly. You know? I agree. And I think too, I think this is what happens in long-term recovery is that, you know, life kind of takes over, you know, I'm no longer in necessarily recovery, but life continues. I'm not drinking, but I'm moving through life. And when life gets a little too busy, like shit, I had the two businesses going and all this. And I've kind of just been so ridiculously busy that I recently just came out of a massive burnout, you know, that too, we could talk about, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, Oh my God, I lost my train of thought there. Well, <laughs> but it's, yeah, oh, yeah, that now I need to go back to the basics. I need to go back to step one. I need to go back to, you know, whichever, whatever. And I got to go back and say, okay, what has happened to me now? It's not that I'm dealing with the shit that happened to me when I was drinking. Now I got the shit that happened to me now yeah. that I need to take care, take care of. And yeah. it's the same thing. So I got to go back to all the tools that were provided to me back then and bring them in now and use what I got to use to fix whatever I've created here if that makes sense. <laughs> and there's also this some just emotional wellness, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be about living a sober life or being like, right. It's the emotional wellness, the spiritual journey that we're all on. And how do we want to live that? And Tamara and I talk a lot about like living our best lives. How do we do that? Exactly. I feel like I'm on this journey. Like I'm at that moment now in my sobriety where it's like, I'm kind of crossing into that emotional sobriety. I feel like because I'm willing now to acknowledge when I'm feeling a certain way. And yeah. I too, I mean, I'm an all in kind of person, right? I just do, 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 do. And for the first time I'm stepping back and I will go and meditate during the day. Right. And I will have a nap and days of silence. Day, I, I had a full, full 24 hour day of silence where I only read and I journaled. That was it. No electronics. I completely unplugged. I'm going to do this once a month now, but I feel like I I'm, thought it was once a week, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do once a month to start, <laughs> you know, but I think it's not until you do that kind of stuff. And I did that in my first few months of being sober. And let me tell you, that was hard. And that felt like the longest 24 hours of my life. <laughs> but now I was grateful for it, right? My phone was off. Nobody could get a hold of me. I couldn't watch TV. And even though I like at four, I was like, oh, I'd really love to binge watch this show on Netflix because I don't often make the time for that kind of stuff. It was, it felt really good to do. And I'm grateful I'm in a place where the day actually went by fairly fast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. I will. I'll time to time. I'll do that, but I need to do it more, you know, because don't forget, I'm the only one still with teach older wines. And it's like uh, the amount of emails and the contacts and this and the messaging and all this. And I'm one of those that I do, I respond immediately, you know, so I need to kind of shut it down. Yeah. And then give myself off yeah give myself weekends off work monday to friday and do teach older wines nine to five you know like not i don't have to be on all the time and now i will say talking about this because i had the two businesses and was able to thank you and i'm so grateful like oh my god i'm so grateful i can do teach older wines full time um that now that i've been home since december so for five months i've had an opportunity to be home rest sleep eat yeah i'm busy now it's like going the next page but now the burnout's gone and i can feel myself being back to my usual self you know but now i want to even take it on another level let's see like how chill i can get <laughs> and yeah, how old is your kiddo again what's that how old your kiddo again magnus is 22 that's right yeah his 20. name is magnus, magnus. That's why i love him yeah. i know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, we got a good life here. So it's nice. So now it's like, I want to enjoy the little thing. Well, I do enjoy things, but now it's like, just kind of be and not be on all the time, you know? And yeah. And that's fun. Are we going to talk about fun? Let's talk about fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do for fun? I'm on my bike here. So what are you going to do? What's and there's going? Magnus right there yawning, telling me to take him on a walk. That's oh, always a hard time. I was like, Magnus? <laughs> <laughs> yawning? What the fuck? What are you wearing? That's right. Am I swearing too much? Forgive me. I'm a swear. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Fun. It's funny. I listen. I, I was saying in the, the last podcast that we're saying, like, I come from a very funny family. I'm funny. We're funny. Magnus and I are funny. My mom and I are funny. But, you know, it's not like I go out and have fun. I need to do things to have fun. I just, life is fun. You know, you wake up, you have some fun, you have some good music, dance in the living room, you know, joke around with my. What's your favorite song? 
uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath by Black Sabbath. <laughs> Sabbath. Yeah. I love my rock. <sighs> I love my rock. Yeah. Favorite hair band. Huh? Favorite hair band. I'm trying to remember. I was really, it's so funny. I was listening to Lita Ford today. <laughs> she came up on my on my playlist yeah favorite movie from the 90s from the 90s god i don't remember the 90s i guess like, yeah you were drinking then right the teenager like oh my god there's i'm sure there's so many i'm more 80s i'm a real 80s chick like i love the 80s favorite movie from the 80s Oh gosh, Pretty in Pink. Yes. Pretty in Pink is like, I'm ducky. (laughs) Oh my God, that's right. Pretty in Pink. The Breakfast Club. Oh gosh. Like there's just so many great movies out of the 80s that I love. So yeah, yeah. Definitely more of an 80s girl for sure. Uh, You know, as I was going through Pinterest the other day, I, you know, trying to rekindle my relationship a little bit with Pinterest. I came across Pulp Fiction and I just, that movie when, you know, they resuscitate her and stab her, that tomato joke still to this day cracks me up. I don't know why, but I'm the only one sitting there laughing usually when that plays. I need to watch that again. It's been a while. <laughs> that one's really good. And The Big Lebowski. <laughs> that I, have, I, don't, I don't think I've finished <gasps> the movie ever and I have to watch it again. Yeah. I got to watch it. I was watching this documentary on um, like cult films and that was definitely one of them. So yeah, I'm going to go back and like watch all the ones they listed. My son even likes that movie. Yeah. It's kind of funny. He, there's the pinball. We have an arcade, like it's a garage. It's this huge garage here in the lower height or the upper height. I don't know. And uh, they have the big Lebowski pinball machine. That's cool. Yeah. It's one of his favorites. It's phenomenal. <laughs> We have to go there. See, that's a good time. A room full of pinball machines. Uh, And then there's only, you know, a lot of people like the video games. You know, people go to arcades and they're like, video games. No, No. this is old school pinball. I mean, there's like, I don't even know, 150 different pinball machines. And then the back room, they have the print press. The dudes are screen printing back there. Fucking so good. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. And any age, right? That's a really fun time. I think people forget about like playing pinball and watching people's bodies move. Yeah. Like I'll stand there as my son is playing sometimes and just watch people's like, like their foot will start like wiggling, you know, or they'll be like this. Like, ah! yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun time. Seriously. <laughs> As opposed to going to, uh, we have another like huge Steve, I think it's called, um, oh God, Nate and Kate's or something. It's like a two-story building with arcades and video games and pizza and food and it's mayhem. Yeah, I go in that place, 10 minutes, I'm, I'm overstimulated. I can't take it. And I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I can't handle it. But people <laughs> love this place. They're like, like junkies for it oh yeah no you you know what i get a kick out of and this is something that right now i'm torn because of the health journey i'm on is that when i go to i've been to a few stores that have like retro candy you know like nerds and they've got like the big boxes not just the little ones when i walk into those kind of places i'm like overloaded like overloaded with like There's a place in the States called Lolly and Pops. And it's this, they they make it like, look like an old time fashion candy store with the big jars, you know, the really beautiful jars and you scoop things out. Right. But then they have all all of the old, you know, like uh, zappy candies. Uh, It's it like (laughs) lavender gum, you know, stuff. Pop rocks are there. Yes. Have you ever given that to a child before? (laughs) (laughs) I think I gave it to Adrian. No, he didn't. He didn't go for that. Yeah. No, but this, this, uh, do you go in there and eat candy? Do you buy candy? I bought a hundred dollars worth of candy. Like I'm just putting stuff in my bag. They give you like this big basket. 
And this happened in San Francisco, actually. And I'm like in there. And of course, my friend's laughing at the door. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to go in there because I've learned before. And I go up to the checkout and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I have like $25. I don't know if like my brain mentally was thinking that it was still as cheap as it was back in the day where you could buy like a whole bunch of candy for $5. And she's like, yeah, that'll be $100. And I was like, well, I'm committed now. Like there's no way I'm putting this back. And so, yeah, I ate, yeah. hundred dollars worth of candy. That's what happened there. But I do that like ice cream stores too. If there's like a plethora of different ice creams, I will go like that shit crazy. Like I'm like, hi. I don't, I'm not much of a candy person. I like it when Magnus has it, he buys it for himself and I'll grab some, but no, I like, I like ice cream. I definitely like ice cream, non-alcoholic beverages. <laughs> that I've had to, when I first like discovered them, I was like that. I was like, oh, I got to try this. I got to try that now. I've kind of like chilled, but, but yeah, but it's funny because Magnus, you know, again, my, he's always with me. Um, he's like, you're like a kid in a candy store when you go to a grocery store, because when I go to a new grocery store that I haven't been to, and I know it's silly, I get excited because I love to see all the new types of groceries. Yes. I'm all in on that. I love food. I love to try different foods. I like, I get such pleasure out of eating and trying new things, you know, and finding food that is fun, even though a lot of people don't understand, but yeah, like when you're eating something new and and loving something, it's just so exciting. But yeah, big grocery store. I'm like, Oh my God, look at all these, especially when there's like a lot of different types of, um, you know, very like multicultural type grocery store. And then you get to try all these. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, that's my thing. Wildest (laughs) food you've ever eaten shit oh god i've tried tomorrow you guys come on seriously what what is wild though like i don't know okay most people are eating hamburgers and hot dogs Uh, like i've tried gator before okay see yeah frog's legs it tastes like chicken all types of seafood i don't know i i've tried yeah monkey brains oh jeez ew yeah it was like, I don't even know, not a good texture. I'm not like, I'm a texture person. If it's yeah. like a weird kind of like chewy texture, I, I no. although I like escargot, mm. I do. Yeah. Food is a fun activity. <laughs> it's, I mean, it can be an activity, right? Or making food. That's a fun uh, activity skill. I mean, you learning how to cook make souffles. That was like an activity that I did when I, when I was like 15 years sober, trying to perfect the perfect souffle. It was on that for like months, <laughs> months. And you know, my husband was like, okay, enough with this. Come on, babe. That's That's yeah. Great. That was a fun I time. My cooking skills because I've been so busy that I just lost it. I just didn't have time to cook anymore. So now I'm going to start. So now I'm buying some cookbooks and I'm going to start cooking again. Cause again, it's like, <laughs> are you a meat stuff. eater, Daniela? Yeah. So you, everything's on the table for you then? Everything, yeah. Oh, yeah. I eat well though. Like, yes, I eat everything, but I eat real and I eat well. I don't eat a lot of processed foods. I grew up in a house where we had like fruits, veggies, meat, cheese, you know, and then you make stuff out of that. You know, I do like my dessert, but then again, I'm gluten intolerant. So I've, you know, I'm trying not to have the pastries, you know, and all that. Um, trying to now learn how to cook and bake a little bit with gluten-free stuff. But yeah, I'm an ice cream, you know. <laughs> I love cheese. Oh, desserts, but yeah, like, but yeah, definitely, definitely. Cheese is my jam. Like I could sprinkle that on everything. Salami. <laughs> I love my salami. I can live without my salami. <laughs> you could become a charcuterie. Yeah. Like, right. You could go down the charcuterie <laughs> lane and like start making charcuterie. That would that be fun. The wine, right? Yeah, that would be super fun. See, I can't relate to the pairing because I was just like, I don't care what food there is and what kind of wine there is. Like, just give me them both. I'll just take the bottle. So I can't relate to the, you know, when you and I had had this conversation where you could pair, you know, a glass of wine with a meat. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Like, cause I would be topless at a restaurant. That's the outcome of Tamar trying to be classy. Well, that was the end result of my drinking, but I did start off <laughs> because the normal, you know, like enjoying my wines, learning about wines. I remember, you know, I did work at a, like one of the top steakhouses in Toronto and, oh my God, I loved it. And I loved, there was so much that I was learning, but unfortunately, yeah, the alcoholism kicked in and it kind of took over, but I did love good wine. 
you know, and I love the food and wine pairings. That's why I'm so passionate about the wines, right? So I'm happy it's back. But yeah, yeah, to each his own, right? You know, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you, and I want to ask both of you this question because I try to watch what I eat now, right? I noticed that if there's certain things I put on my body, it's like, it's oh, yeah. on. And so how do you keep that fun, right? Going out, being able to indulge once in a while or, you know, go to a restaurant. Like, how do you guys manage that? Because I, that's something that I really have to work on. And right now it's just keeping that out of my body. Like I have to, you know, work around the emotional aspect of it. Just depends on what you like to indulge in. You know, I find that the foods that I enjoy much are are actually pretty good. You know, like it's not, I'm not one for... I like Magnus and I will talk about this too. Like he loves the burgers and the in the fries, and he likes trying the chicken sandwiches. He wants to try a chicken sandwich from every chicken side. strips, <laughs> chicken sandwiches, boys and chicken sandwiches. But I'm not. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But I'd rather do oysters. You know, like I I would rather go try the steak. And you know, we don't go out much. Well, p- pandemic changed everything. But again, I like that, so I'm okay. You know, it's like I don't. I think with desserts, I need to be mindful. And now that I am gluten intolerant and now that, you know, Hey, in my forties, I'm turning 47, my body's changing. I'm definitely perimenopausal. So I got to be careful what I'm consuming and how much, you know? So yeah, I got to kind of keep track of that, but I don't know. It just uh, slowly, but surely you become used to it. You know, I think when I first realized that I was gluten intolerant, that, you know, long it took to like, realize that I cannot have gluten and still to this day I'll eat shit and I'm like are you kidding me like Like, what is this you know so it's it just takes time right and then you get used to it and then it becomes like second nature what was the question (laughs) the the kind of like how do you have fun when you because when I go out for dinner I used to have friends actually like ask me to go out for dinner because I was such a good time at dinner because I would you know order whatever and dessert and it was just like life of the party like I said but now I have to be mindful of that and I'm still fun I mean I consider myself fun but like there's that how do you still have fun by trying new things and how do you guys manage that okay yeah I think age you (laughs) become boring honestly uh no that's not true I will still eat the oysters I will still push myself to try something new right um and you know going out is about company it's about topics of conversation it's about uh cultural events it's what's happening in the news um it's about cracking jokes always have a joke in my back pocket you know, always have something kind of, uh, story. Like there's a lot of storytelling. Like there was a couple for mother's day, we went out and to a really beautiful restaurant here in San Francisco. One of my favorites, Zuni cafe. If you've never been go. And, uh, there was a family that came in. And so we made up a whole elaborate story about this family and we all participated in this family, this talking about this family and my son's back was turned to them. So he couldn't look at them. So we were telling and describing, you know, the, the family. And he was like, I want to look, I'm like, no, you can't look, you cannot look right now. You know? So that was really fun. I mean, we just, we uh, do a lot of storytelling jokes, indulging with limits, you know, like I know that I can't be all in on the bread. Like that's a nomad. That's a bottom line for me. Like there's no bread for me. But, you know, my, my kiddo and my husband are like, more bread, please. <laughs> like, okay. Like, I don't know. Now it's just, you find your way, right? You, it's, it just takes time. Time takes time. Like, same thing with alcohol, right? Same yes. Thing. Same. It's all the same. It's all the same, Danny. <laughs> the reason I ask it though, is because I know so many women in this journey that they drop alcohol and then food becomes that for them, oh, right? Yeah. And they work through that. And it's like you know, Lane and I were talking about it, about how we have one emotion that pops up in our life. And instead of dealing with that emotion, we're like, I need a pint of ice cream right now. And then all of a sudden you have all these other, you know, dozen emotions that come along with feeling guilty about the ice cream that, you know, we forget what really made us, you know, what we were really feeling. So that's why I asked the question, because I think a lot of people struggle with that food, right? And that what is fun and 
the natural fun is better because you, a you feel really good in the morning when you wake up you remember everything right you don't feel like ugh, lethargic and gross because you've overindulged instead you've indulged i think in a, a little bit more of a healthy way if that makes sense just give yourself space like allow yourself to indulge every once in a while that's what life's about you know mm -hmm. but just not you know, I went through that too. When I first quit, drink, quit drinking and smoking, oh my God, it was just all desserts, pastries. That's when I realized that I was working at a pizza place too. When I first started, went to university, <laughs> we had pizza as like the staff meal every day, you know? So it was just like, wow, like the amount of carbs and the weight, like, you know, I was very thin when I was younger and then I started to gain weight, whatever. But again, you know what? It's okay. Cause you know what? I'm not drinking. It's okay. Because you know what? I'm not doing drugs and I'm not getting into trouble and I'm not like, mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff is okay. And just mm -hmm. deal with it, you know, slowly, but surely and not to put so much pressure on yourself at this time. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have questions that are sent in. If you have a burning question, uh, we have a, a running list of questions that our listeners are sending in. And you can ask us a question over at Tamar. YourSoberNowWhat.com. And there's a little button in the top right-hand corner that says, ask us. It's that simple. It's that simple. And you can also ask us on our Instagram as well. You can just send us a direct message if that's where you want to hang out. But the question that came in today are, what are your favorite non-alcoholic drinks? And so Daniela... I mean, she has teetotaler wines. We have that. That's like a no-brainer. But what else are some fun, non-alcoholic drinks that we can share with our listeners today? Ideas? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like recently, I had the Wilfred's, the apparel spritz. Um, what is that? What is that? Here, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> and if you're watching this, thank you for watching. Uh, you and if you're not, you're on your iPod or not on your iPad. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> let me go back in time for a second. We're going retro. Listening. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you can jump over uh, to the community and watch us in I, there. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. What does it look like? I don't have the Wilfreds anymore, but any of the um, orange bitter type uh, Italian spritz is what I like. Okay. So I just received the undone. Ooh. I haven't opened it yet. So I'm excited to try this one. Okay, that um, looks good. I used to be a rum and coke drinker. So recently I had the Liars a rum, um, which is lovely. Um, and then, but the thing is, because I'm such a wine drinker, I'm really not a cocktail. Like very rarely do I reach out to these. Mm -hmm. What I like to do is all the bitters. They're bitters with no alcohol. Let's say all the bitters. Love this stuff. Okay, what is that one? What is that called? This one here is the aromatic bitters, and they have three kinds. Okay. They've got this one. They've got an orange and a New Orleans. And New Orleans is like hibiscus. <gasps> oh, I would like that one. Yeah, let me show you. I'm just trying to show you this one here. Okay, I need and these in my life. You know what? If you want to change it up a bit, and all you have, let's say, is a bottle of the Tito the Red. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? A couple of drops of this, and it just brings out some more more flavors and it makes it so much more interesting or let's say you have a bottle of sparkling white open mm -hmm. you know again little cocktail like champagne cocktail we use like a sugar cube put a few uh dashes of the aromatic on the sugar oh. cube pour the the sparkling white and yeah. a little bit of a lemon and you have a lovely cocktail okay so, i need to try that yeah, i need to try that yeah. Okay. That's a great thing. So yeah. we have some bitters, uh, the teetotaler wine, uh, that undone. Yes. Tomorrow. What else? And for you tomorrow, what are you drinking? Um, you know, I have not really, I, I drink non-alcoholic beer sometimes. Whoa. I find that <laughs> <laughs> I have to be cautious like, though blah. when I do that. It's on a very hot day because to me, that's like summertime, right? Sitting out in the backyard and stuff like that. Um, so there's some really good 0.0% uh, ones. Heineken, I'm Dutch, so I do indulge once in a while. But I'm a very, like, I like kind of spritzy drinks. And I find mm. that, you know, where I'm located, I really have to make an effort to go and find them or order them online. Mm. But like, I'll even go back to like the Shirley Temple, right? The, oh, yeah. Or ask the bartender when I'm at a restaurant, hey, can you make me, uh, you know, up? virgin mojitos for me are like yeah. when i went to mexico i was like every day yeah. 
I drink that when I go to Cuba. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. Yeah. You got to kind of experiment. <laughs> yeah. So okay. here in the city, they have a lot of, uh, what are they called? Um, sparkling water, sparkling, uh, non-alcoholic, non-THC CBD waters. Yes. And I tap into those a lot and I'll, I'll leave some, uh, brands in the show notes because I've, I've had enough of them to know what is good and what is bad. Seriously. There are some of those, um, CBD water drinks that are just shit. I'm just going to say it. They just don't taste good. And it's like, why am I drinking this? I'd rather just have water. Uh, and I had one the other day. It was a, um, what is that? Elderberry, you know, that berry that's really good, high vitamin C. It was an elderberry one. It was so delicious. And I thought I'm going to drink this every day. Okay. So that would be a great non-alcoholic uh, beverage that you could, you know, you could have it in the middle of the day. You could have it for dinner. You could, you know, whenever, probably not morning. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You don't, I mean. Who knows what, what your, yeah, what your preference is. I don't know, but that would be my kind of, uh, recommendation for now. I will, I will probably change it in the future. I used to be, I was stuck on kombucha for a long time. And then I was like, this is like too many calories, dude. What are you doing? I like kombucha. You do. I do. I do. I do enjoy it, but I just don't buy it. I don't know. I'm I'm like stuck in my routine with my drinks right lately. So. Well, that's our question. Uh, any other questions that you want to bring up tomorrow? Um, I would just, I mean, we had the one, what do you do for fun in recovery? And we kind of, you know, but today, like, what are some of the things that you consider fun? I want to answer. Yeah. See, yeah. So going back and we kind of discussed this but, um, you know, I'm not one, I, I don't need to be instantly gratified with anything. Like I don't need that, that feeling I, I'm, you know, my life is fulfilling and, and I feel content with the way things are, but what I look forward to and what I find fun is like booking those trips. You know, I love, like, I love to buy plane tickets. Like, <laughs> and it's like, and out of the blue, like, for example, there was this deal a few years ago, you know, for, for, you know, Lisbon, I got such a good deal and I just, booked it right away when it's Magnus I'm like uh we're going to Portugal next next summer you know so I love to travel that is my gift to myself for working so hard so that whole doing thing I always do I do um reward myself through travel so yeah the pandemic kind of ruined things I'll do Cuba at least once a year um just because Cuba I know what to expect I feel safe I go by myself that's another thing I do things by myself because I love it (laughs) I love to be alone but also um planning bigger trips you know what sign are you cancer yes June 22nd. Yeah. So booking that trip when Magnus and I, you know, during, uh, I rewarded myself by finishing university by booking a month long trip through Europe with my son. And we just, we hit it and it was amazing. We hit seven cities. And so that is what it's all about because for so long, I couldn't give myself that, you know, I was wasting my money on booze and drugs and what have you that, you know, now I can really give myself the things that I enjoy and that's traveling the world and seeing things, you know? So, yeah. And fun is all about the experience. Now I find like that's, I love traveling too. And now that I actually have the ability to just go where I want, when I want, I'm just all open to whatever presents itself. It's like, let's go. Oh, for sure. And the more I, the more I travel, the more I want to travel, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where I'm going to go next. Yeah. That's it. It right there. Where am I going to go next? You just brought up Portugal and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe that's next. You done it? Have you been? I haven't been to Portugal yet, but that's on my list. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe we've moved that up to the, you know, come closer. Please but go. I'm like you, Danny. I'm like, it's like, I have a place down in Mexico that we go to and I know oh. it. I love it. I'll go like, let's just go there. It's easy. We love the people. They know us. <laughs> like it makes, I feel safe there, but there is something really beautiful about branching out and exploring new places and going in different grocery stores and different little towns. Uh, fun for me is riding my bike. Hence I'm on it. Uh, fun for me is playing with my dogs and going up to the dog park with them. Uh, fun for me is doing absolutely nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
not great. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah. And then I also, you know, what's really crazy is that I do <laughs> Marco Polo. <laughs> Enough said. Like, so, like I have these girlfriends on Marco Polo and we'll just go back and forth. And that becomes really fun because it like, it's these uh, monitor, what are they called? Uh, monologues. And it's just nonsense that we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Super fun. It is fun. Tamar. Fun for me. Yes. I love traveling too. That's super fun. I love, I love going out for dinner with friends, right? I just, I'm all about friendships and conversation and laughing and, you know, like so hard that you're crying. I actually host these games nights too, once a month where we get together and we just play these like raunchy games that it just brings up. We actually have to like, we have dirty Pictionary and we have to look up some of these things. And it's almost shocking when you're reading what it is. It's like, oh, we never knew that. Well, there's something you can go and try and take home to your partner. And that's something that we're doing in the community. Yeah, we are. If you haven't joined the community, I just want to plug that. We are doing game night once a month. Okay, good stuff. Trivia. Yep. Oh, I love trivia. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So lots of fun to be had there, but yeah, I think we just live, we're living our best lives and this is what it's about is having these kind of conversations and, you know, being excited to actually wake up in the morning. So. Exactly. Danny, thanks so much for being with us and hanging out, indulging in my bike ride with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to experience that for the first time yesterday. And I was like, that's good. Great. It's actually a great idea. Definitely. Love it. And we'll have a list of those non-alcoholic beverages that you can indulge in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to sign off. Thanks for being here with us. Make sure that you are sharing this and give us a five-star review over on iTunes so others can find us and get on the wait list for the Now What Academy. Boom. You're going to want to be there. There's the mic drop. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.